0: Welcome to the Illuminated Word podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word podcast. Our reading today comes from Acts chapter 11, verses one through 18. In our reading today, Peter is going to retell the events of Acts chapter 10. If you remember in Acts chapter 10, we have the conversion of Cornelius, the first Gentile convert, a guy from Italy of all places. And to top it off, he's a Roman soldier. So this uncircumcised Gentile will become a Christian. Now why this is so radical, if you go back in the Old Testament, there is this distinction with Israel that they are to be holy and set apart and different. And part of that is to eat certain foods, kosher dietary foods. So they can only eat certain things. You would not invite your Jewish brethren over for a barbecue. They couldn't have pork. There were other things they could not have. That would make them distinct and different, holy and set apart. But if you go all the way back to Abraham before the Mosaic Law, we're told that through the seed of Abraham, all the nations would be blessed. We're told the people like King David that there would be a kingdom set up. And this king would reign forever. There's other places where we realize the Israelite king, this Messiah, would rule over all the nations. So somehow, God in His wisdom calls Abraham. He has a special group of people, the Israelite people, He develops a covenant relationship with. And it's through that nation, all people will be blessed. And we know through Messiah Jesus, who came from the nation of Israel, who came from the seed of Abraham, who came from... The family of David, he would be the one that would bring that blessing to all the nations. Some people still had a hard time understanding exactly how that was going to look. So imagine if you were a Jew, you'd grown up that way your whole life, being distinct and different. You were told to be circumcised. You were told to eat dietary kosher food law. How are we going to deal with these Gentiles that don't believe those things? Does that mean they need to get baptized into Christ but also do things of, of the Jewish law? How is that going to work? And so the church is working these things out as we go. So we're going to look at this conflict with some folks that don't like this news as Peter tells the story of what happened with Cornelius. So let's turn to our reading. It's rather lengthy. We're going to jump right into that. This is Acts 11, 1 through 18. Now the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him, saying, You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. Peter began and explained it to them in order. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I was in a vision, something like a great sheet descending, being let down from heaven by its four corners. And it came down to me. Looking at it closely, I observed animals and beasts of prey and reptiles and birds of the air. Now I heard a voice saying to me, making no distinction. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen the angel stand in the house and say, Send to Joppa and bring Simon who is called Peter. He will declare to you a message by which you will be sold. As I began speaking, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as on us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as He gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? When they heard these things, they fell silent, and they glorified God, saying, Then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. Now, it's interesting when you read this story. What is going on here? There's so much going on in the background First of all, trying to get into the mind of Simon Peter is very difficult. I'm, I'm not a first century Jew, so it's hard for me to comprehend the barrier that has to be broken down. I am firmly convinced that if you read the context of Acts 10, and I'm not the only one that believes this, quite a few people believe it too. If you read the context of Acts 10 and you listen to what Peter's saying, Peter's not totally convinced that they're going to baptize Cornelius. Something has to happen to convince him. How do I know that? Well, if you go back to Acts chapter 10, verse 47, Peter says this Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? In other words, in Peter's mind, he is working through, he's logically considering. Now, wait a minute. I am seeing the miraculous gifts of the Holy Spirit come upon these people. And if that's happened, then God is telling me, just like in the vision that I saw about the animals, He has appointed these people to receive eternal life. Because you see, Cornelius has faith. He's preaching to him about Jesus. So he has faith and belief in Christ. And that is, that is the identifier. Faith is a bedrock, identifier of our commitment to Jesus and being marked out as His followers. And so, how can I deny the sky-water baptism? I can't do that. The Lord has proved to me that He is calling these people clean. So, I don't think Peter's totally convinced until he sees the miraculous gifts of the Spirit. And now, how I know that in the in the other passage, in the first recounting of this in chapter ten, they're speaking in tongues, and then Peter says it's just like what we received at Pentecost. It's the same type of gift. So, something miraculous is happening. So when you read Acts, you need to really think about what is being told to you. And I don't want to get into, you know, what's normative and what's normal versus what's, you know, extraordinary in the book of Acts. There's a lot of opinions. Because when you look at Acts chapter two, and you read like verse 38, you see this idea of repentance, then you see baptism, then you see forgiveness of sins, then you see gift of the Spirit. And, and many scholars would say, okay, that's that's the norm. A person comes to faith in Jesus Christ. They're, they're immersed, and they receive the gift of the Spirit. But here we kind of see that, that being flipped. We see the gift of the Spirit, then immersion. Uh, there's faith, there's gift of the Spirit, there's immersion, so there's this inverted order. And what you notice is this is a benchmark. Look at how it starts with Peter and the first followers of Jesus, the, the Jews. It comes miraculously at Pentecost, then we get this turning point in the book of Acts, this second you know, supernatural kind of explosive event here with Cornelius. And what you're going to notice is a turning point. Cornelius will become the norm for what you're going to see in Acts. What I mean by that is not how he came to cross. I mean, this is kind of an extraordinary story. But from now on, you're going to have these God-fearing people like Cornelius who are Gentiles, who know Israel's God, They've not been circumcised yet. We see that from the context of the passage. So he's a God-fearer. He believes in Scripture. He believes in the God of Israel. He believes in the promises. But he's still a Gentile that's uncircumcised. This will be the bedrock of the churches as the gospel goes into the Roman Empire. These will be the first converts. They will be the people that will form the bulk of the church. Now, of course, the gospel will be preached in the synagogue to the Jews first. But if the Jews reject the gospel... Or once it's been preached in the synagogue, next Paul goes to these people like Cornelius and they will become the norm for the church. They will become the lifeblood of the church. So you're seeing this this turning point in Acts and Cornelius is a big turning point in Acts. And sometimes people miss that, but that's what Luke is trying to convey to you. This, man, something different's happening here and you need to pay attention. An explosive event in the history of the world. Now the gospel... Is going to all the world. And thank God I'm a Gentile, so that's good news. The other good news is this, and the church is going to have to work this out. You see, the badge of identity in Jesus is faith. It's not circumcision. I I love how C.S. Lewis puts it, and you can agree or disagree with this, but there are ways that God conveys life, supernatural life, supernatural grace, and Lewis says faith is one of those. And others would be baptism. And and Lewis had a high view of communion. He said communion was another. Those three things tend to be where God bestowed uh, grace and life and and super abundant life to people. And those three things, faith, baptism, and the supper. I think that's an interesting way to look at it. And and Lewis would say faith is is really the most important of all. You've got to believe in Jesus, believe in the truth and his promises and trust in them. And so what for Jews, they're going to come to realize, you're going to see this in the book of Romans when you read through Romans, Paul's going to make the point over and over again, it's not the works of the law that mark you out as belonging to God. Those were commonly like kosher dietary food law, keeping certain holy days. I'm not saying keeping holidays are bad. I'm saying holy days in Judaism and saying you got to do that to be saved, like Sabbath and Passover and all those things. And circumcision was the big one. And now they're being told, no, the marker of identity of the covenant is faithfulness. Are you faithful to Jesus Christ? That's important. So with Cornelius, we see this turning point, And I hope this makes sense to you why this is such a big deal and why things are changing. And this will help you understand the, the rest of the book of Acts as you get the story of Cornelius and its significance. Well, Thank you once again for tuning in. Uh, I hope tomorrow uh, you will join Devin as he takes you deeper into the book of Acts as we keep reading through uh, this chapter and uh, all the way through chapter 12, getting us to chapter 13 for Sunday. God bless.